Hello, friends, and welcome to a special Halloween episode of the Postmodern Art Podcast. The podcast dedicated to giving artists who are wowing the world over the platform they deserve. I shall be your host for the evening, Nathan Raglan. Allow me to introduce our guests for the evening. Please welcome Sam Marcos, a.k.a. Persona, an independent musician with a new EP coming out this December. It was wonderful to have a close friend on to talk about what he's passionate about. And I hope you have a devilishly good time listening to our conversation. If you enjoyed this podcast, feel free to follow and subscribe on YouTube, Spotify, Anchor, and whatever audio platform you listen to. It doesn't cost your soul, I promise. Also, feel free to use the links below to follow Sam and all his future endeavors. As well as follow us on Twitter, at PostModArtPod, for future updates and guest announcements. And now, without further ado, please enjoy the Postmodern Art Podcast. Alright, my good friend Housen, with every single podcast, I must ask the same icebreaker question. What is your most unpopular art, or in this case music, opinion? Um... I think J. Cole is trash. You think J. Cole is trash. Would you care to elaborate on it? Uh, he's corny, and basically he's just a corny motherfucker. Like, there's no, like, particular thing that, like, shines as, like, nah, why is everyone pop- Like, is he boring in your case, or just... Is he yeah, just- he's pretty, yeah, he's pretty, he's pretty boring. He doesn't, like, he doesn't rap about anything cool. He tries to be all, uh, you know, I don't know woke or whatever okay fake i understand i understand is there like if he's on one end of like the boring spectrum who's like the most like exciting entertaining rapper out there in your opinion or entertainer out there takashi 69 takashi 69 okay okay am i wrong (laughs) i mean he's certainly interesting i'll give you that one (laughs) yeah i mean anytime he releases something people certainly have the attention on him so i can understand yeah exactly Okay. Exactly. So J. Cole is boring. Is that a hill you're willing to die on? Yeah, oh yeah. Alright, then then with that, let's get started with the podcast. Welcome, friend Housens. I am your host, Nathan Ragland Housen. Yeah, no, sorry, I can't. It's the Halloween episode, but I can't do this the entire time. I'll just keep it here. Welcome, friends, to the Postmodern Art Podcast, the podcast dedicated to giving artists who are wowing the world over the platform they deserve. I am your host, Nathan Ragland. Please be sure to go ahead and subscribe to the YouTube channel. Follow us on whatever audio streaming platform you prefer. Also, make sure to follow us on Twitter at PostmodArtPod. Get updates, including figuring out about future guests, such as today's guest. He is an independent artist based out of Wisconsin, whose debut EP, Disorder, is out now on Spotify. Please welcome to the podcast, Sam Marcos, a.k.a. Persona. How you doing today, Sam? I'm doing all right. I'm doing all right. That's awesome to hear. I uh, Thank you so much for taking time out of your day to be able to come here for the podcast. You'll know how much I appreciate this. Um, oh, yeah, of course. <laughs> with that, let's just go ahead and get started into the questions. I want to start off with kind of the origin stories of Persona or Sam. What inspired you to be an artist or a musician? Um, well, you know, it's just something I always just kind of wanted to, I wanted to, I always had a creative mindset, but I never really knew where to, where to start. And I wasn't very good at guitar. Okay. Uh, don't have the, uh, hand-eye coordination for drums. So I thought the next best that would have been piano. So I picked up piano, st- 
started a band that didn't do very well. And then I didn't make music for about uh, five years or so after that. Yeah, and then yeah. I was like, like hmm, maybe I could, what if I start making rap beats? And so I was like, I started messing around with my demo of FL Studio. And then I was like, I could do a pretty good job. And so I bought it. And then I just started producing whenever I got the chance. And it's been five years now. Okay. It, was there like a, a particular uh, musician or like a certain type of music that you like got you hooked on the first place that made you think, oh, I want to do stuff like this at some point? Um, I think it was artists like, uh, for producer wise, it was like Metro Boomin. Okay. Um, an artist in the witch house scene called Black Ceiling, uh, Salem. Those were kind of artists that really just kind of like, okay, I want to do something like this. And that's kind of how I based my original style off when I first started. Okay. Okay. Um, well, base talking about your music, uh, how would you personally describe the kind of music that you do produce? Um, I would describe it as a cross between the genre witch house okay. and hard style or hardcore techno. For those who don't know, what is like the distinct differences between the two, and how did you find a way to blend them together? Well, uh, hard style is a very fast genre. It's uh, usually between 160 to 180 BPM. So it's a lot faster than dubstep or um, trap in that sense. And it's very, uh, uh, I don't know how to describe it, very uh, more rhythm-based, I guess, like a very like pounding sound, like a boom, 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 you know, while Witch House is, has a lot of uh, influences from trap. And so it's very half-style you know, time signatures and a okay. bit more groovy. And they uh, just happen to go well together. Okay. I, uh, back to that question a little bit. How did you find a way to like blend them together? Like, was it like sort of the boom, boom, booms mixed with like certain beats and such? Or well, well, they've been doing it with uh, other genres with hard style and regular trap, and so I just figured, well, since Witch House is basically just trap but just darker, it'll work just as fine because it's the same type of style beats, just slight characteral you know differences. Okay, that's fair enough. Uh, what exactly drew you to like going towards that kind of music to produce? Well, I was trying to make more, uh, I guess, more uh, clubby type sounds, like club songs, for, but for like, you know, goth, like a goth rave or something or like a witch house show. And I just, I wasn't able to do it. I really wanted to try to do it and I just couldn't get it done. It all sounded like crap. And then, well, I'm not going to get into exactly what all happened, but one night I was making music and I just like had this great idea. I was like, well, what if I just combine these two? Like, I know how to, I know, I listen to both genres like, fairly often and i know them very well i could probably get both put both of them together and it would sound good and i just tried it one night i got a whole song written in one night and that was basically the start of my new music career there you go where i am now um with with as much details as you can give what was the process <laughs> like for you making music like especially nowadays nowadays my music pro writing process is i usually will get inspired by a a lyric from a like a song like a like a metal song or something okay that i would like want to like base a song around of or i'll hear or be watching a movie and i'll hear a line from the movie or like a tv show and i want to base a song around that around the feeling behind those words right right because i relate to the words that makes sense mm -hmm. it honestly does uh 
I'm sorry. Words are wonderful. Um, <laughs> words are wonderful. They are wonderful. Uh, so basing around like you know certain words and stuff like that, and like in your mind, what uh, what sort of makes the gears grind to go from just a simple word or a simple phrase in a song to stretching out to an entire at least two and a half three minute song? Um. Well, originally it was drugs. But now, since I'm off drugs, there we go. I'm off drugs. I'm off drugs. Uh, the writing process has been a lot more difficult. Ooh. But I would say I usually have. I usually will like write the song in my head at work. I kind of like get like a general idea of the rhythms, the bass, how I want the build up to go, and all that stuff. And um, once I get that done, I usually will come home and I'll start trying to write from what I was writing in my head. I'll try to lay it down onto the computer. As best as I possibly can. Okay, that's fair enough. Uh, for those who uh, don't know, not only do you produce your own music, you've also produced music for other people as well. And so, like, when you come up with these ideas for songs and such, mm-hmm. uh, is it more fun for you to make, or is it more satisfying for you to make a song for yourself, or is it more satisfying to, like, have this idea down and then you give it to someone and they create something more on top of it? I think I prefer making something for myself because I want the music to really reflect who I am and what I feel. Okay. And I think, you know, when I, I mean, I don't, I mean, I like making music for other people, you know, but because then, you know, it is an ex- part, part of it's, you know, that song is still an extension of me, but I like it to where I can fully express myself and it's 100% me. Okay. That's fair enough. I, I mean, that it's what better way to talk about to represent yourself than making the music yeah. for yourself. I, yeah, I'm a bit of like kind of like a, a selfish like musician. I like doing things for myself by okay. myself. Um, on my new EP that's going to be coming out in December, I, I yeah, uh, I do have one of my friends featuring on it, and that's probably the first feature I've done. Okay, no, that's awesome. Seriously, I yeah. I yeah. I was gonna talk about that later, but since you want to go ahead and talk about it, since you already mentioned it just a little bit, so you got a new EP okay. coming out this December. What can people expect from this new EP? Uh, compared to my last one, it's going to be a lot faster, okay. a lot more hard hitting. Um, I'm tackling a lot more harsher sounds, but a lot more, uh, refined sounds and a more refined, uh, genre or like style of what I was doing on my last EP. It's just going to be nothing but just change. It's just going to be a lot more, I don't know, refined. Yeah. Refined. I keep saying that. That's the word. Okay. Uh, speaking of your previous EP, which, by the way, link will be in the description below when the video comes out and the audio. Sp- yep, the three out of ten. <laughs> See, I was going to bring this up because I knew. Okay, for those who don't know, me and Sam actually have been friends for quite some time now. Whenever his new EP out or whenever his EP came out, I had finally gotten the chance to sit down and listen to it. And this was around a time to where I was like really, really like one to listen to stuff and like being basically a douchebag uh, freaking music critic. <laughs> But, and yeah, like, you want to be like that Fantana or Santana guy, right? Oh, I'm, I'm not. I am not no Anthony Fantano. Okay, he, yeah, he, he he's got that down to a T. I was just simply mm-hmm. just trying to find music that I actually enjoyed. Which, with your EP, okay, I did give it a three out of ten, but I did not totally dislike it. Like I said, there's at least one or two songs I really enjoyed. The main one for me is "She's a Witch." Um, that's the one that is like one of the first songs I always listen to whenever I pull up my playlist because I have it in a playlist. And such. Um, but with that EP... Thanks for the 20 cents. <laughs> hey, 
hey, that's good enough for. Well, no, that's not even good enough for a pack of gum. My bad. I'll I'll, I'll keep listening no. to. It. I'll get you to that. Uh, yeah. I'll get you that double bubble, or yeah. <laughs> Or double mint, whatever they got. That's thirty three cents. I'll get you there. I so, like I like I like five gum. Yeah, five I gum. Like five gum. Oh, yeah. Jesus. How many times do I have to listen to it if it's gonna be that case? Crap. <laughs> like a million probably. <laughs> anyway, you were saying I'm sure I can hire some bots for that. Um anyways. Yeah. <laughs> um but when it came to that EP, um, how satisfied were you with the final product of that one? Like once you got it completed and released out to the world, how satisfied were you with it? I was satisfied with every song except for the first track on the album, Becoming okay. Death. I didn't like, I still don't really like that track. It seems to be on like all like the DJ mixes or like Spotify playlists when people add to it. And I was like, don't put that song on there. I hate that song. <laughs> but I couldn't think of anything to like make it better at the time. It, and I was just, is there a particular reason so why you hate out. that song? Um, I just don't think there was enough to it. I thought it sounded very bland and boring. Okay. And compared to the other four songs on the EP. It... And so that's something I'm trying not to do with this album. Okay. I don't want to have one track where I don't like it. I want to have, I want to like every track and make sure every track is absolutely perfect. Right. Right. No, that, that, that's honestly makes sense because, you know, part of this labor of love for you is why should I, you know, send out stuff if I'm not going to enjoy it myself, that's something exactly. That, that's something that I, at least in my opinion, a lot of a good bit of artists out there, whenever they're just making music, some of them just will just make stuff that they don't care about, but they know it's going to get them, you know, a few extra bucks or something like that. Yeah, exactly. And and I'm assuming you don't want to be defined by that. You want to like make stuff no. that you can sit down, you can listen to like every. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I want to be able to listen to my own music and I want, you know, to have something that like okay every track is a banger every track is awesome you know or maybe every track sucks but at least i'm consistent you know i don't want to be an inconsistent artist i you know there's so many artists out there that are like they'll drop you know however many songs and like two will be bad but three will be good and it's just like i want every song you know i put all the effort into every song you know yeah yeah absolutely I, I, that totally makes sense that's how every artist should be in my opinion yeah um, I mean, we know what the least favorite is. Do you have a personal like favorite song from your previous EP? Yeah, probably "And Her Eyes Were Like the Sun." Okay, so that seems to be the that seems to be the top track everyone gets into. It's got the most plays and everything. So, oh, that's the one that's got the most plays. Okay, okay, that's interesting. Yeah. I know, like I said, for me personally, "She's a Witch" is the one that I constantly go back to, mainly yeah. because I like the the vocals that you incorporated in that one. Like, oh yeah, it, it is how difficult is it to just like make a beat like you have with the other ones compared to like making one that is incorporating lyrics into it? Like she's a witch. Uh, well, so it's different with when you have to make it with like lyrics or you're sampling lyrics. Cause so you have to try to cut the lyrics from the song and then you have to try to make it match with the beat. So you have to stretch it out, slow it down, maybe alter the pitch. So it doesn't, you know, sound too high pitch when you stretch it out or it's too low pitch when you shorten it. And, um, so that can be kind of a process. There's also like a bunch of different ways to try and do it. And there's different programs to make it fit better. And so, whoa, got my <laughs> camera. Um, but otherwise, yeah, that's basically the process. It's just a bit more difficult, but it's not too bad. Yeah, fair enough. Also, I, I, like, I like to do that kind of stuff. I okay. did that in one of, uh, one of my other songs that's coming out. Ooh, I really can't wait. Speaking of, sidetrack real quickly. I didn't realize you sampled something for that one. Yeah. Oh, what did you sample, if I may ask? Um, I hope I don't get sued. 
Uh, I sampled the song Abigail by Motionless and White. Okay, okay. Uh, allegedly. Allegedly. Allegedly, because, you know, we... Yeah, mm-hmm. we are not welcome to Walt lawsuits. I am not held nope. liable by this podcast. Um, no, nope. <laughs> this is just a conversation. Yeah, <laughs> we really like that song. <laughs> yes, and we took inspiration when making that. No, I'm just. I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm the one making content at this point. Um, like you have all this like music that you produce. Is there any like artists or any musical acts that you kind of take inspiration from whenever you do produce your own music? Um, you know, I'm actually glad you asked this question. Okay. Um, honestly, I don't really. I try not to be influenced by any other like other artists. I mean, I have like my base influence, right? You know, like the of the genres. But when it comes to like per artist, I try not to base it off of a per like artist because I don't want to sound like someone else. I don't want someone to listen to my music and be like, oh, this sounds like he was influenced by this. I want him to think like, oh wow, this sounds very original. Okay. I haven't heard, really heard anything like this before, and I'll, so I try to take my I try to take my influences from, like I said, from words that I hear, lines that I hear, and try to bait and try to base a song around those feelings behind those words. Okay, okay, no, I totally get where you're coming from, especially for those that have listened to your EP. I can actually agree with that because even though I'm still new to kind of the genre of music you produce. I can still say that there's like nothing that I've heard of that's really based on what you've made before. Like the closest I, yeah, the closest I'd say to that is, you know, like she's a witch. I can see that as like a, it, it, you know, if you took away some of the beats, it could be like a standard screamo song, but at the same time, yeah. like it's still a unique sound that I actually enjoy. So I, I understand where you're going. Yeah, well, thank you. One. Hey, no problem. It's, it's yeah. the least I can do. Um, thank you. <laughs> Now, for those now to, to elaborate a little bit more on, I guess us for a second, real quickly. I knew you from a wrestling, uh, you uh, wrestling Facebook group. Uh, Pro wrestling has taken mm-hmm. over Facebook. Um, yeah. Do you think wrestling in any sort of aspect? Do you think that helps kind of the music making process or any sort of aspect of the entertainment process for you, or is it just kind of, yeah, this is fun. Why yeah. not? Um, yeah, actually, uh, in. Also, one of my new songs that's coming out, I sampled Bray Wyatt. Really? Ooh. I sample a Bray Wyatt promo <laughs> in it. I'm certainly intrigued now. Very intrigued. Yeah. But I'm talking about, like, not just for, like, an individual song, but I'm talking about, like, as a whole, like, the way that it's promoted. Is that kind of behind how you, like, promote your stuff or, like, merchandise or all this kind of different stuff? No, I say the way I kind of promote myself and the way I kind of, like, do my merch and do all that stuff. It's more based around like the emo style of metal and metalcore. Like okay. they're like the way they do things, the way their merch is, how they promote, okay. and kind of like they're the same like almost like philosophy. Okay. Behind it. Okay, I get that. I, I okay, all right, that makes sense. Um, so again, we've we've talked about it before. We've basically been alluding to it. Again, what can you tell us about this, like the new EP that you're planning on dropping? Like, what can what can you reveal? Because I imagine you still want a good surprise to be popped up whenever it does come out in December. Um, what I can reveal is it's going to be faster than the last one mm-hmm. BPM wise. I know I kind of stayed around 160 BPM most of it, but this one I stay around 180 and go up to about 200 BPM, which is pretty fast i'd say considering the genre considering compared to all the other artists in the genre that i make usually stick around like 
100 to maybe 140 at the highest BPM. So I'm kind of going to be standing out quite a bit. Okay. Which I'm proud of. I want I want to stand out because I know nobody else is doing it, and so that's something I want to do. Because once people start, if people start doing it, I know where they got it from. Can we get a title, or have you not even come up with that yet? Uh, I have t- come up with a title. The title of the EP is going to be called Psychosis. Psychosis. Okay. Psychosis. So, so, ladies and gentlemen, be prepared for Psychosis coming out this December. Ooh. Yes. Heck, I might just make that the title of the puck. Now, nah, I'll, I'll think of something original. Um, <laughs> mm-hmm. no. um, when it comes to, to music and such, I asked this question with my previous guest left at London. Is there like a person that you would love to like collaborate with at some point and like produce either a song or even an entire album with like any artists? Or are you just more focused on yourself at this point? Right now, I think I'm just really more focused on myself. Um, I know I have been wanting to make a few songs with uh one of my label mates hazard um okay. who actually he also ha- he also has a podcast oh really yeah okay where can, where can um, we find his podcast um it's um on youtube and i think spotify and some other place i don't know exactly. it's called babbling and dabbling babbling and dabbling i'll be sure to have a link in the description once i find it myself <laughs> okay sounds good i will i will get you the link for that but yeah i think i'm gonna be on his podcast too soon so okay but uh, he's a you know he's a great producer. Um, we have a very similar upbringing and you know background music wise, and we both have some ideas we want to shoot around for like a, maybe like a split or a collaboration EP. But right now I'm just kind of doing my own thing. Just really want to just get my place in the scene right, right now, put my foot down there, and then once I get that, then I'm gonna go and kind of change things up a bit and work on something else a little different. Okay. But let's okay. So let's say you do like make your own stuff, and you have like got your foot in the door, and you're in like mm-hmm. the business and such. A producer comes up to you and says, "You have free reign to work on anyone's like next album. Who are you producing? Like any, like anybody in the world. Anybody, anybody in, the world. in the world. Shoot, I would, I would definitely make. An e- I would definitely like to make a big save with Takashi Six Nine because I just feel like it's. Okay. I, I mean. Because I know that I feel like my style could probably, I feel like he could match the energy. Okay. Because Takashi is pretty high energy. Is there not saying I'm like a, I'm not saying I'm like a huge fan of his or anything, because I'm not. But but you think think like your style would mesh well with how he does does that his way. Uh huh. Okay. Is there like a a, anything different than what you would do with what he's doing now? Like, or is there like a an idea that you had in mind with that kind of collaboration? Uh, no, I think it was just, I think, um, I don't think I really have anything or idea, like really ideas right now about it, but I think we could just the idea of it could sound really well. I think it'd be really nice. Okay. Okay. No, that's certainly, that's something I certainly would just, just be interested to hear just to see the end results more than anything else. Um, Oh, actually, you know what? Um, actually another artist I think I'd actually like to work with, which is funny because these people are actually beefing with Takashi 69, but, um, these uh, two rappers named uh, Morg City. Okay. Um, I think they they also have the same like energy. They kind of as like Takashi Six Nine. One of them actually like ghost wrote for Takashi Six Nine. Okay. Yeah, so um, I think that would be a really good collaboration too. I would like to do that. Okay. Um, when it comes to producing music yourself, is there someone that you like think of yourself as like? I wouldn't say an idol of, but like someone that you see how they produce music and be like, okay, I could see that. I'd like to do something like that. 
Um, there's there's certain things, yeah. Um, there's an artist called Gravedigger that has like a similar sound to mine, but a bit more mainstream, and he has certain sounds that he does. Like, oh, I'd like to try that, you know. Or um, when it comes to like writing drums or whatever, there's an artist like Black Ceiling that I really like. I like how he does his drums, even though my drums aren't the same. Right. It's just he's a lot more chill than I am, but I like his how he does drums in in his productions, and I always that was really cool and that actually influenced a lot of my earlier work when i was making um music when i my when i was in my rap group oh okay interesting interesting yeah you you seem to you seem to not be defined by just a single genre because like you can have something like as as hardcore as like you know screamo or you know mm-hmm. stuff or you can go on the different i i don't want to say a different end of the spectrum but you also have like the addition of like rap and such because like some people mm-hmm. wouldn't make that connection between the two if you mm-hmm. yeah is there yeah, is exactly. there like a, is there a reason why you gravitate towards like those two different genres um well i i mean i've always just liked metal i like harsh vocals i like you know angsty lyrics you know it's just okay it's it soothes it soothes the heart and then but i also um I like rap because I like it. You know, like it's just can you can just like you know party to it. You know, you can just really get down to it. I like I mainly just really like the beats. The beats I just like grooving to the beats. You know, and I was like, well, I can't rap because I mean, look at me. I'm, <laughs> Don't say I, that. I can't rap. <laughs> I can't rap. But I was I could probably make a beat or two, and apparently I could. So. Okay, okay. So again, like we've established before, you have this album coming up. Past the album, do you have any future plans for Persona? Uh, probably it's going to be my work with my buddy Hazard. I'm going to start doing stuff with him and we're going to try to get, or we at least have a song we're working on together that I'll probably finish up and we'll get that out shortly after my EP. But if that gets, goes well, we might turn into a whole little mixtape or EP or full length. Okay. No, that'd be cool to, again, that'd be cool to hear. That'd be cool to see. Um, Mm -hmm. Oh, you know what? I forgot to ask this towards the very beginning. Like I said, you have the your stage name is Persona. Is there a reason why you chose that? Um. So originally, I I was getting. So here's the story. Okay. Um. I I needed an album cover, and I hadn't had a name yet, but I I wanted this album cover. So I saw this artist. He had designed a bunch of album covers, and you can pick one and buy one. So I had him up like, Hey, can I get this? Paying the money, he's about to send it. He's like, "Okay, what's the name of the album?" I'm like, "Disorder." Okay, what's your name? I'm like, "Oh shit, I don't have a name." Okay, and I was like thinking, I was like, "Um, just put a parenthesis, just put like five periods in between two parentheses, because I could, because there's like an artist in my scene that did like that similar style. It was a O, and then had three parentheses on the outside of each one, so like you couldn't search it up." Um, so I was like, uh, just do that, I guess for now. And I was like thinking like, well, what the hell am I going to call myself? And then eventually I was like, call myself persona. It just rolls off the tongue nicely. Yeah. I don't know. I'm just, I'm surprised that you came up with a name like that just because you needed something to buy an album cover. (laughs) Yeah. Well, I needed, I needed something. So I was like trying to figure out what, like what my name was going to be. I didn't even thought of it. Cause I was going by like the name, uh, Saito. Cause that was my name for like years. Mm Mm-hmm. But I wanted this to be something different okay. than what I was doing when I was making rap music. I wanted to be like completely separate m- myself from that, just because I wanted like, okay, I can do it on my own, you know. I like 
not that I didn't like doing it with my friend Jordan with Blind, but I wanted to, you know, really be like, can I do this myself? Am I able, you know, as okay. a musician, as an artist, to be my own person? Right. So sort of challenge yourself to kind of create something new and original for yourself. Yeah. Okay. Okay. No, I, I see that. And I understand. I, res- I respect that straight up. Um, mm-hmm. uh, on top of like producing your own music and such, and obviously like I said, with the rap group stuff, you've also, uh, at least in, you know, it, for, for local areas, I guess you're also a DJ mm-hmm. in the area as well. Um, how does that kind of go hand in hand with producing? Um, I guess like, okay. So I'm trying to think of how to, or answer the question. I guess I mean DJing is a totally different ballgame than producing. You know, when, okay. when I'm DJing, you know, I'm taking other songs that I think would sound well mixing going together that can make one, you know, continuous flow of a song almost. I'm basically turning like fifty songs into one song that all flow into each other without stopping. And it's very different than, you know, creating a song that has a beginning and it, you know, and it slows down, it builds up, and there's peaks and valleys, you know. But with DJing, you know, it's kind of like you try to keep that peak going as long as possible for an hour or a half hour, however long you're DJing. You know, you don't really want a lot of rest spots. Right. Um, um, for me, when I DJ, I try to pick the songs that I know that I would like, that I would want to hear when I'm at the show. I want to. I pick the songs that I would want to hear, and the songs that would make me want to like dance and move around, you know? So that's the kind of, that's the kind of way mindset I look at. I want to be that per. I want to be, cause I always liked seeing DJs like, Oh man, they're so cool. You know, the life of party. Well, I want to be the life of the party. So kind of study like, okay, well, what songs do people dance to? This song sounds cool. This song seems fast enough to dance to. So, you know, you, and usually in my genre, I'll pick like, remixes of like popular songs you know it's okay. kind of cheap yeah but you know it, people people can really know it you know if i pick a remix of the weekend you know people a lot most people know the weekend and so yeah. they'll be like oh cool the weekend all right oh it's kind of you know dark sounding gothic okay i like that is there a particular song or a particular like group of songs that you prefer like <laughs> the remixes of or like that you have like a preference when it comes to setting up sets um like compared to the original yeah um yeah i'd say like uh let's see i'm trying to think of um um hotline witch it's a remix of hotline bling by an artist called klepsidra okay um that's a good one um i like to say um asap rocky's multiply uh the remix done by sko called lord pretty flacco um that's a real that's a good one a lot of people like when i play that um basically i i I like to narrow down the artist but every everyone in my genre always remixes the weekend or lana del rey so you could really just pick whoever because like half the people have already done at least one of their songs right right um is there a remix that you've ever considered doing or one that you have done um, on, the only remix I've ever done officially was a Suicide Boys remix of Paris, which is on my SoundCloud, which you'll uh, I'll be sure to link to in the description. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Um, but otherwise, actually, I've been an issue. I know with my with my label, they were like, oh, can you help remix these songs? You know, I'm like, 
remixing is like just not my strong point. Okay. I'm just really not good at remixing. Like I, I just for some reason it's hard for me to try to come up with an idea to make it sound different enough that it doesn't sound like, you know, like that it sounds good, you know, like how do I word it? Like I don't want like when I'm trying to remix a song, I always feel like it always sounds like too much like the original. I don't want it to, but I don't know how to I don't know what else to do to make it sound any more different and I just kinda get frustrated and give up. It's just a lot easier for me to just write my own thing from the, from, you know, from scratch and. Okay. No, no, I, I totally get where you're coming from because I mean, it, it can be the same way when it comes to like for filmmaking and such for myself. Like it's hard for me kind of to recreate something that's already like good if I'm one. Yeah. Or it's hard for me to change ideas whenever I think the idea is good. Yeah. I, I've been guilty that. Although there is one song I always wanted to remix. Okay. Um, Heart Attack by Demi Lovato. Ooh, okay. How would you remix it, if I may ask? Um, like, as we all know, this is kind of like, you know, like, almost like a power anthem in Say. So how would you change it to make the Persona remix unique? Um, I probably, I guess I would just kind of make it, just give it like an EDM type flip. Just make Ooh. it more like... Like it just more like an EDM track, but like very darker, just a bit more hard hitting. And I would try to make it because the song is, you know, very like poppy or whatever. And I would try to like flip it and make it really dark sounding, but with having like the poppy, you know, song, like the vocals to it. I, I'm already like, ima- like, I'm already imagining this like right now in my own head. Just think about it. if I ever did that, I think I have a heart attack. Yeah, I'm you know, like something that. like that. That would be incredible. By the way, I am not a singer. Um, <laughs> no, neither am I. That's why I make. That's why I make a uh, witch house. <laughs> no, but I mean, like that would be interesting. Like if you ever do decide to do that, I'd certainly be interested in that. Um. <laughs> Uh, with with all the stuff that you have going on, like I said, you know, DJing with the music that you produce, like you know, working with your label and such, has there ever been a moment to where you've kind of just sat down and thought, "My God, I'm I'm basically I'm making music, I'm creating stuff like this. This is like surreal. Like, what is the most surreal moment to you so far in this music journey?" Um, I mean, it's it's small, but I think um, well, actually, no, there have been a few things. Um, I think it was when I um last year. I played in Chicago. I was opening up for um, an act called White Ring, which are okay. ba- is famous in my scene of music. And I was got a chance to open up for them. And I was um, it was in downtown Chicago, right next to Wrigley Stadium. And oh, really? uh, I was smoking. And I was you know I was outside of the venue smoking a cigarette. And I looked up and I saw on the uh, marquee, and it had my name up there. I was like, shit, that's my name on the sign. And I was like, I thought it was pretty cool. Um, or when I got, or right after I got, I joined uh, my label, um, which by the way is called El Cuco Recordings. So you should check them out as well. We'll put a link. I know you'll put the link down. Absolutely. Below. <laughs> um, when I first got signed by them, I thought that was like, wow, I'm on like you know like a label, you know, and like so like it was kind of nice having someone else like believe in my music, you know, and really like, hey, you know, tell me like this is great. I've never heard anything like this. You know, you got to be on. I want you on the team. You know, let's promote, you know, this EP, let's re-release it, you know, let me master it, get it the proper, you know, sounds. Let's put it on Spotify, let's put it on Google, let's put it on Amazon, you know, let's let's sell it. There we you go. know, let's make some you know, like we can we can sell this, we can market this, you know. Let's get your let's get your music heard. I thought that was really good. So I just um 
I'm really great. Uh, I'm going to just say this uh, to my label manager and um, to uh, Francisco Mendez. Great guy. I'm really, I thank you so much, Frank. There we go. That That's, that's wholesome to hear. It really is. Cause I can, yeah. only, I can only imagine like, especially like with both moments, like for the first one, again, like seeing your name just like on display that people are going to be coming to see you. Like even mm-hmm. I admit that would be like, it would be the equivalent of like whenever I go to film festivals and I like, I see my poster or something along the lines of that, you know, yeah. just kind of like, you know, seeing that and realizing people are coming to see my stuff. This is mm-hmm. awesome. <laughs> yeah. And, and right? all, yeah, exactly. And then again with the label, like having like someone that isn't in like your close group of friends before, like listening to your stuff and actually believing in you mm-hmm. thinking you can go somewhere with mm-hmm. this. That's always mm-hmm. warming to hear. So, yeah. Yeah, and, uh, you know, joining the label has been really good. I've almost gotten, like, a whole new family, you know, because of it. You know, we talk every day. We just really have, you know, bonded or whatever, and I think it's really cool. I've met a lot of cool people now because of it. Even even if I wasn't on the label anymore, I'd still, you know, want to be friends with them because I like them. They're really cool people. Right, right, absolutely. Um, well, that, that I'll go ahead and ask this as well. Like, you know, you went from, like, producing music, like, individually by yourself to working with a label like how different has like those two experiences been? Actually, not too different. Um, my Francisco is very easygoing, you know. Okay. Um, there's no contract. It's just kind of like, hey, you know, we're doing, you know, we're like, just he'll help promote. You know, he takes, you know, his cut, which is very. I get a very generous cut, better than what most people get. Okay. I'm very glad. Um, he takes care, you know, he takes care of, he puts a lot of work in, um, that I couldn't do. He promotes, makes promo videos. He does like, um, he's been doing virtual reality raves quite often ever since the pandemic started, you know, and I've been on every, basically every single one. And these ones are, you know, they get, you know, hundred to 300, you know, lives, you know, live viewers. So that's all people seeing me and hearing my music. Yeah. And makes promotional artwork, puts, you know, he puts everything into it. And that's, you know, something that I can't do. And so he really helps out with that. So I'm honestly, I'm so glad that I'm on this label rather than just doing it all on my own. Cause I probably wouldn't be anywhere near as big right now if it wasn't for him. Right. Right. No, I, I get that. And I mean, it's, it's nice to have someone that is very easygoing and yeah. allowing you to, to still have your like basically creative freedom to do as you please. Oh yeah, of course he, yeah, he's actually, um, he actually, when he was writing his, his new last album, he actually wrote a song that was inspired by me. So that was, that was very nice. Really? I thought oh, that was that's cool. Yeah. Yeah. So no, that's, that's... yeah, he really believes it. He believes in my sound. He believes in me and I, you know, I couldn't be more grateful. Okay. Well, let's, Let's say you, I mean, obviously you're not planning on dropping this anytime soon. Like this is something you're hoping to presume as a career. Where do you hope to see yourself say five, maybe 10 years from now? Gosh, I don't know. See, that's the thing. Uh, in my genre of music, you don't, you don't really go anywhere. It seems like, cause the genre is just so underground. Um, I don't know. I guess hopefully once COVID passes, uh, go on a tour with my yeah. label I know we were planning on doing that this year, but then COVID happened. Right. A whole once this thing passes, um, tour probably the South, probably Texas areas. You know, probably hit up Florida and like the Southern states. Maybe hit up the West Coast. If you do pass by Georgia, make sure to hit me up. 
like straight up. Oh, we definitely, oh, we definitely will. Cause uh, actually, my buddy Hazard that I mentioned before in that podcast, mm-hmm. um, he's actually from Georgia. Oh, well. is he now? Okay. Yep. Like, yeah. Just make sure that whenever you do like come by to Georgia, make sure it's like a Friday or a Saturday night when I'm not working, so that I can actually come to see you. <laughs> uh, nah, you're nah, you're taking off. Dang it. You're using vacation. You're using that vacation day, bud. Uh, I'll see if I have it built up, but I can't guarantee anything. Um, <laughs> Fair the, enough. Well, it probably won't be for another year or two. <laughs> with the I way mean, things are going, we never know. It could be like a limited seating well, thing. Or, that's true. Or we could start doing like those the 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 bubble concerts. Have you seen those things? Yeah. Who did that? <laughs> I don't remember who, who first did that, but like, I'm looking at that thing. And I'm thinking to myself, when did we find the, the, the alien hive head, you know, egg hat hive. <laughs> Cause that's what mm-hmm. it looks like. It looks like something you've seen like aliens. Like these are where the children will be born. <laughs> yep. Yeah. I saw that. I, I mean, fuck, it's that was weird. It's a good idea, but it just looks weird. <laughs> yeah, I know. It does look weird. I was like, I think this is fucked up. I think the whole, like, the whole situation is fucked. All these bubble, the bubble seating, and then like they're having raves, but they're like doing social distancing. So it's like you in like like or have they're having these drive-in concerts. Like um, a band Beartooth was just playing in Oshkosh, Wisconsin, mm-hmm. but it was a drive-in. So everyone's just sitting in their car while the band plays on stage. And I'm like, ah, it's not even worth it. I'm not. I don't want to want to bother wasting my time doing something like that. If I'm going to a concert, I want it to be real, full contact. Everybody's there. And if I have to wear a mask, okay, whatever. I'll wear a mask, but I'm going to like. I want to be at actual concert, not like sitting in my car, head banging. That's not fun, especially not for fifty bucks a ticket. Fifty bucks. Jesus Christ! Is that how much? Ah, uh, uh, that hurts. Oh, actually, no. I no, actually, no. I think I'm mistaken. I think it was like eighty dollars. Uh, but it was for the full car, but it was for a full car. Oh, so okay. It was, so it's like yeah. at least four or five or something like, okay. Yeah, okay, exactly. Okay, I kind of see that. But even then, but, still. But still, I, I, but still, you're stuck in a car. And like you, the way you hear it is you tune your like radio station to theirs or whatever they're broadcasting on. Mm-hmm. And like, well, what if you have shitty speakers or something? You're fucked. Yeah. Like, can I swear? I, I don't care. You can swear all you want. <laughs> Fuck these bitches, bro. <laughs> okay, you didn't have to go that far. I, no, I'm okay, joking. Cool. Um, <laughs> no, I'm just playing around. I'm just acting ignorant. That's fine. Um, no, but like, yeah, like with something like that, that's just, yeah, I get where you're coming from. That is just weird. Like, you might as well just try, you might as well just try like finding the venue and finding a way to like loop around it while playing the radio station. <laughs> yeah, or something like that, you know, it's just, or like make it so everyone, you know, is like wearing masks or like, I don't know, because it's like, well, you need a social. If you can't social distance, you should wear the mask. Well, if you wear the mask, do you have to social distance still? I don't know. It's confusing. I feel like if you, if everyone's wearing the mask, then it's. I'm pretty. Like, I'm pretty sure I am not a scientist in any sort of way or any doctor in any sort of way. But I'm pretty sure, like, you still have to do social distancing with or without the mask. The mask just kind of helps you in case you have some sort of germs spreading it to someone else. It was. I thought the mask is. Okay. Okay. No, you're right. It's so yeah. It's so confusing because I, because I hear so many different like things on the internet like oh do this, don't do that, and it's just like, 
you just want you just want to get back to where things are normal and you can enjoy like a yeah good, a good like DJ set or you can you know enjoy a good mosh pit. Although I will say yeah, if there is ever a uh, situation for a concert when it comes to social distancing, I mean mosh pits are basically made so that there's at least like six feet of space in one particular area. <laughs> yeah, well, except for you know, except for when they're you know everyone's hitting each other too. Well, so that's a bit. Th- those are the guinea pigs. Um, <laughs> no, yeah, no. right. Uh, no, seriously, for everyone that's out there when it comes to this whole entire situation, please be safe. Um, uh, but yeah, okay. <laughs> it's one of those, hopefully this stuff will calm down soon so that you'll be able to have the tour and such. Because again, I would love, yeah. I would like, as much as I enjoy your music now, I would love to see like a live set and like just seeing not only yourself, but like everyone just going crazy for the music that you're making. Mm. So. Yeah, I know. I, I I know. I really, I do really do want to play. Um, actually, I am doing a show actually uh, in Indiana. It's a social distancing show, I believe. Okay. Uh, mass required. Um, it's in Indiana. It's a it's a hip hop show. I'm actually not even really playing. I'm just helping DJ. Okay. Okay. But it's a hip hop show out. In, yeah, it's gonna be November fourteenth. But it's gonna be like a small venue, small capacity. So. So in other words, if people in Indiana want to go see it, you might want to get your tickets now if they're not already sold out due to the limited yeah. capacity. Yeah, exactly. I think my buddy, I think my buddy that's I'm playing with him, I'm DJing for him. I think he's only got ten tickets. Oh, okay, so, yeah. Then you definitely want to hurry if you. Yeah. Certainly want. To... Actually, yep, exactly. So. Yeah. All right. Well. Um. We'll drop a we'll drop a link to that event as well. You'll have to send me a link for that one because I yeah yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, so with all that, I mean, I I have one more question for you at this point. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, anyone can make the argument that music is art. I mean, a lot of people can make that mm-hmm. argument. How mm-hmm. important is it? Considering in fact, this is the postmodern art podcast. How important is art, or how important is music to you? Um, it's extremely important to me. I listen to music every day, every single day. Um, when I'm at work, it's constantly on for my whole shift, whether it be eight hours or 10 hours, it's always on. It's on when I walk to work. It's on when I come home from work. It's always on, except for when I'm asleep. Okay. All right. Well, with that, I, I'm out of questions. Um, do you have anything that you want to say to the people at home? Um, thanks for listening. Uh, I'm not very interesting and uh, pretty anxious the whole time. So I, if I was, <laughs> I, I, <laughs> so I do apologize for that. I, I'm, I'm going to say this. You are very interesting to me, Sam. You really are. Because again, like this is, you know, you're one of the people out there that's actually going for what they truly want to do. And like, mm-hmm. yeah, you have like a job as well, but like this, you're, you're, you're going for your passion, which some people, you know, don't, yeah, some people don't, or some people don't even know how to. So if anything mm-hmm. else, like you can, you know, hopefully hearing this interview and, you know, people can hopefully get some inspiration be like, okay, this guy was able to do what he wants. Well, how can I do mm-hmm. it as well? So, yeah, well, I, I mean, I hope I inspired people. I want to inspire people because a lot of people have inspired me. Good. So, um, I do have one question for you then, Addy. You do have a question for um, me. What's up? Uh, when are we going to play on PlayStation again? <laughs> 
Look, man, I'm sorry, but like work has been like killing me. It really has been. <laughs> like especially yeah. nowadays, it's getting to like, it's like things are starting to pick back up again. But it won't be too long. I, I promise you. Okay. No, honestly, that's fine. I haven't played in like a week just because I've been trying to like crunch like getting this album finished because it's it's almost done. I still got like a song and a half left to finish. Okay. But I've I've been on ten hour shifts and I even worked six days last week, so I don't Dang. know how it feels. Yeah, but it's one of those, trust me, it won't be too long. I promise. I promise. You can okay. hold me to that. All right, I will. <laughs> uh, go ahead and plug yourself for the people at home. Okay, Um. yeah. So if you want to follow me on SoundCloud, my SoundCloud is Persona Witch. Uh, my Instagram name is Persona Witch. Um, on Spotify, you can find me if you look up uh, Persona and Disorder or Persona and and or Eyes Are Like the Sun. Um, my name is, there's like a million personas on Spotify. So it was kind of hard to find me sometimes. Um, on Facebook, it's persona, Witch. um, I'll give Natty my, uh, link tree. So you can click on that. And I'll have all go. my links in one spot. That would actually be um, very helpful instead of me having to go through and find a million yeah. different links. <laughs> no, no, no. Yeah. I have, a, I have a link tree and that'll actually take you to, uh, my labels band camp where you can find my album. Um, you can find my T-shirts. You can find the other any other merchandise. Yep, that's one of them. I have a new one that just dropped too. Yes. And so if you want to buy it, please do because I want to at least make my money back on the design. <laughs> <laughs> and um, but there's other merch on there too, and a lot of um, not even merchandise for like the like the artists, but my uh, label manager makes a lot of cool, like uh, merch there. Just like, um, you, you'll see it. You'll see it's some pretty good stuff on there. That, and it's really quality clothing too. Obviously you can tell Natty. Yeah. It's good quality shirt. It really is. It, it's, it's nice. It's soft. It, I feel like it's durable, but I'm not hundred percent sure on that one, but still like, and like the design mm -hmm. came on nice, clean and clear. So, I mean, I don't yep. see why you don't buy a shirt, especially if you're yeah, in this not? kind of style. Yeah, exactly. I also like, but, um, I, I like the new style as well, though. I wish it was like in like take away the persona part. If you made like a keychain or something like that, I would buy that in a heartbeat. I'll have to talk to my manager to see if we can put a keychain. Okay. Keychains. There we go. There we go. Maybe have um, it. Maybe have like the design on one side and on the back have like printed persona like the the logo as well. So. Yeah. So yeah, maybe we could do that. Yeah. I'll talk to him though. We'll okay. See about that. Okay. Um, All right. And with that, I think that's just about everything. Uh, for the people at home, I hope you all have a very happy happy Halloween housing. Also, be safe. Also, if you can vote. Because the election's coming up soon. So, definitely do that. And with that, all I have to say is, Asta Wega, Mimi goes. Alright, thank you.